1: Com.
2: He had already taken off his clothes and he was erected.
3: When you do it when you do a head count in Mexico, it's literal. You know who's fucking lazy? Maine. Unfortunately, when he was in his twenties, he looked like dog shit. Aren't all
4: Asians? Hello and welcome. We're back. It's the Baller Lifestyle podcast from the BallerLifestyle.com. I'm your host, Brian Beckner. Very excited to be here. Episode 28. Super stoked you're joining us. You're listening to what we do here on the show. Every week, growing our audience. We love it. We love that you guys are paying attention and telling your friends. And Nothing could make us more excited. Speaking of that, housekeeping. New mailbag up on the site with some really, really good submissions. Including the first ever... Baller Lifestyle Drinking Game, which I'm – and the person that sent this in also prefaced this by saying they were anti-drinking games. And we at theballerlifestyle.com are devoutly anti-drinking game. We're adults. We don't do any childish bullshit around here. But the Baller Lifestyle Drinking Game seems pretty interesting, and, it, and it's, it's sweeping the nation like everywhere you go there's it's not beer pong anymore it's not flip cup or three man or the dice thing is that for three man i think it is uh it's none of those anymore the new drinking game that all the college kids are playing is the baller lifestyle drinking game and we couldn't be more excited here uh so check that out also some very good submissions excellent like really really impressive submissions for our new favorite segment on the show, how fucking old is this guy? because there's some that I had not thought of that I well frankly, I did not think we're still on the planet, not living and breathing at least, uh, so check that out mailbag and and submit anything you hear on the show, anything we've talked about, get with us. like join the conversation, do it at mailbag at the com, and follow us on Twitter. Interact with us with us on Twitter. I'm at Brian Beckner and Ed Daly is at easy ed daily and you should interact with him and I'm gonna interact with him right now. Because here he is, Ed Daly. Ed, how's it going?
3: Good, how are you, Brian? I am well, sir. Um I actually interviewed somebody for the show.
4: That's right. I forgot to preface this. I should have done this before Bad Host. I should have done this before introducing you. But Ed, you know, a lot of you have pointed this out on Twitter. You've pointed this out in the mailbag that Ed is often trying to one-up me. His mic is louder than mine on the show. (laughs) He's getting in the way of their true hero, Brian Beckner. That's the only person they want to hear. They're really annoyed that Ed Daly even exists but, and yet there he is every week brought back to co-host. And this week Ed's done some real one-upsmanship because he went out and interviewed an actual person in entertainment, a real live successful comedian, Ted Alexandro. Ed, tell us
3: about that. Um, Ted, I saw him probably over a decade ago. He opened for Louis C.K. and he absolutely destroyed and he's he, he uh he works in New York a lot, um, but he's been on Letterman, Conan, Kimmel, uh, Ferguson, all the all the all the, every late the, night the, show. the main main stops and he's a really funny guy and I think the uh the, the main thing for him when he killed, he talked about how it was a Christmas miracle because he once got a blowjob from a girl with a what would Jesus do. Uh, wristband. Awesome. I, you and know what? I've
4: actually, I think I've actually seen him do that thing before.
3: <laughs> he's was, he was like, it was bad. I was f- afraid I was going to have to go, Jesus would use less teeth. <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> Jesus would cut the balls. <laughs> and he just destroyed. And he's a great comic. Um, and so we follow each other on Twitter. And I... Uh, I <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I noticed he, uh, he has a new web series coming out. And... He's got a Kickstarter for it, and I I think as you get older, and we've discussed these types of things in our life, you learn that like we watched a lot of shit in our childhood. We watched Growing Pains, we watched The Love Boat, we watched a lot of garbage. That's true, um, because that was just what was given to the us. A team, and yeah, and in this day and age, the great thing is you can you can start to choose what the programming out there what what, what it'll be, and um Kickstarter like this is something that I think is a good idea. He's got a, a new web series called Teacher's Lounge, and he has other comics playing different teachers in a school, and his, in his Kickstarter page, he talks about how comics don't work during the day, so he kind of put them to work, and he's got Jim Gaffigan and Jim Norton and Louis, Louis Black, Janine Garofalo, uh, uh, David Tell. There's a ton of comics on the show. And uh, he has a Kickstarter, and so I asked him if he wanted to talk about it on, uh, on our show, and he, he did, and we had a little phone interview. I love it. Uh, I'm excited.
4: I, th- this show sounds incredible. Um, let's go to that. Let's listen. You, you taped this before, so let's, yep. let's go to that. Let's listen to Ed Daly with the great comedian Ted Alexander. <laughs>
5: Joining me now is one of the best comics working today, Ted Alexandro. Thanks for coming on the show, Ted.
0: Oh, my pleasure. Thank you.
5: Um, Ted, I, I read uh, just before that you once opened for Chuck Berry.
0: And what, yes. What
5: was, what was that pairing? like? How do, you, how do you get paired up with somebody like Chuck Berry?
0: Somebody makes a very bad mistake. That's how that happened. <laughs> I, I was probably only about seven years into my comedy career And I had this guy that was booking my road work, and somehow he was like, do you want to open for Chuck Berry? And I was like, of course I would. And it was at this convention of dentists in St. Louis. Uh, (laughs) So they were just happy to be out of the house. Yeah, yeah. They weren't there to see me. I don't even know for sure they were there to see Chuck Berry. They were just there for a convention. uh, But I'll tell you what, Chuck Berry, first of all, was really nice, and him and his wife. I, I remember them to this day as just being so sweet. But then beyond that, he put on a killer show. He was just amazing, and I was uh, I was probably pretty forgettable. I would think at that point. And, and the crowd is just waiting to see him. Like, I mean, how does the
5: no, comedy just, rock? Just,
0: yeah, it's not even like these conventions. You know, like when you're when you do comedy, especially in the early going, you get all these kinds of weird gigs. I mean, this was a good weird. Uh, There's plenty of bad weird, but this was a a good weird where, you you know, I I mean, I opened for um, Smokey Robinson. Just, you know, all these, like, legends are always looking for an opener that can kind of just stand in front of an audience to uh, get them used to looking in that direction. Right.
5: Um, Well, that's
0: pretty cool. Um,
5: I was thinking about your recent stand-up special yesterday in the supermarket because I went on a, uh, like, a health food buying kick, and I was throwing – Broccoli and kale and cucumbers and salad bags in the cart. And then I just – I realized you pointed out that, uh, you know, a big part of that is just the pride in, in letting other people see what you're buying and putting it on the yeah. conveyor belt.
0: Yes, yes. Yeah, I mean, I you know – I don't know about you, but, I, you know, me as a single guy, it's even worse because I know there's no way I'm going to finish like a bag of salad <laughs> or, or any, even a stalk of broccoli doesn't stand a chance. So, you know, it's like you say, it's more for the show of, you know, the pride of throwing that on the conveyor belt, but.
5: You you know, sure. When you're say,
0: next to the guy, you're next to, to the guy with the uh,
5: Oreos and the two liter bottle of Pepsi. You can. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean,
0: he's, He's at least being honest, because I buy those things, like, after midnight when nobody's around. <laughs> uh, all
5: right. Well, the the reason Ted's on the show today is to promote the Kickstarter campaign for his new web series, Teacher's Lounge. Ted, can you uh, talk a little bit about the show?
0: Yeah. I used to be an elementary school music teacher in New York City when I first got out of college. I had a uh, a dual major in education and music. So that was my first job. So I've always had this idea to do a show about, teachers, you know, a teacher's lounge. So basically, this is a web series where I play the music teacher. My buddy Hollis James, who I co-created the show with, he plays the janitor. And we're always just hanging out in the teacher's lounge. And then other comedians come on playing faculty. So we got Louis Black as the principal. Judy Gold as the gym teacher. Jim Gaffigan is the nutritionist. Judith Friedlander is the computer science teacher. Todd Barry is the librarian. Jim Norton is the head of security. And it just goes on and on. We ha- we got so many great people. Janine Garofalo makes the public address announcements.
5: Yeah, that's a great list.
0: Yeah, yeah. So we really, we got very lucky. These are just, you know, like my comedian friends that I've been fortunate enough to, to know over the years and become friends with. And I just told them we were doing this show and would they be nice enough to uh, to do an episode? And everybody got on board. So we're doing a Kickstarter because uh, we wanted to shoot it professionally and kind of shoot it like, you know, like a television show, despite the fact that, you know, they're each about five minutes long. Uh, there's ten of them all together. Um, but we're doing a Kickstarter, and we are at about 90% of our goal with just about a day left. Um, so if folks would like to contribute – to Teacher's Lounge, to the completion of it. Uh, We're doing editing and post-production now, and our crew all worked uh, for free or for very cheap, so we're just trying to pay our bills and pay our expenses. So if this sounds like a a show that you would watch and you'd like to contribute to, you can check that out. The Kickstarter is on tedalexandro.com.
5: Sure. The uh, Kickstarter is just a great way to actually dictate what gets made because you think of when we were kids – we would have to sit down, and I probably watched 50 episodes of, of The Love Boat when I was a kid, and I didn't
0: care whatsoever about any of those people. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Yeah, no. and this is uh, this is like a love boat on land, I guess. You know, we just have, like, uh, a bunch of people coming in uh, into a school. And, uh, yeah, like you say, this is a chance. Like, what I like about it is it's a do-it-yourself project, you know? Like, we had pitched this idea uh, over the years to networks and to comedy central and, you know, all the, all the places where you would expect to see a show like this and everybody loved it, but nobody would pull the trigger on it. Um, so finally we just said, you know, let's, let's shoot it ourselves and put her, put our resources into it, you know, just ask people to do it. And, you know, it's a lot of work, but ultimately I tell you, it was really one of the coolest things that I've been involved with. And, uh, I'm just excited to to launch the show.
5: Yeah, it sounds great. Um the uh just the, the actual teachers lounge as a kid that was one of the most mysterious places on earth. So like behind <laughs> yes. if, if you happen to walk by and you saw the door open, you saw what was going on, it was like it looked like the outside of a methadone clinic. It was just clouds <laughs> of smoke and just, yeah. like a lot of miserable people shuffling around. <laughs>
0: Yeah, as someone who has been on the other side of that door, I could tell you that you pretty much nailed it, Uh, (laughs) except for the smoking now, you know, but uh, it still has that aura of misery and just people that don't want to be there. Or the art teacher uh, trying to spout, like, conspiracy theories in the corner or something like that. (laughs) That's right. That's right. Yeah, the beauty of the teacher's lounge is that's where, like, the veil comes off and the mask. You know the mask that everybody wears as a teacher, because cause just like comedians, teachers have their personas too. That's not really, you
5: right. Know, it's they,
0: not the online. Yeah, yeah. So uh, the beauty of the teachers' lounge is you know we get to see what's on the, you know behind that mysterious door, like you say.
5: Um. So the best way to to get to this is probably tedalexandro.com dot com dot com or.
0: Yeah, yeah. That's the easiest way. It's it's on it's on my website and uh like i say we're we're at about 90% of our goal so we're just trying to make that last push to uh to get over the top but yeah the the series will be de- debuting uh thursday the 26th. we're going to start it uh the day that the kickstarter ends we're going to roll out the very first episode with jim gaffigan now that's great
5: um
0: okay well we will uh, we will
5: put the link on our uh, on the podcast and we will uh publicize it and You know, it's it's a great cause. Like I said, you know, this is how you support things that you actually want to see, rather than just let networks decide what you what you should be watching. Um, Yeah,
0: yeah, like you say, it is it is it's a labor of love, and all the people involved did it either for free or for really cheap. Uh, And it's not a big budget thing; it just came directly from us. You know, we wrote it, we put it together, we cast it, we rented the school, uh, we rented all the equipment. So you know, there's a lot that goes into it. So we're just asking folks to. You know if they're uh, able and if they're willing to uh to throw a few dollars to help the completion of the project
5: um uh, okay one one last question, Ted, just something that'll give our listeners a better idea of who you are um yeah. in the in this in your stand up specials you've talked about being a viewer of porn like every guy on the planet, so I was wondering what your
0: go to genre is um I'm really like a uh, spin the wheel kind of guy. You know, like whatever, whatever I'm in the mood for that particular day. Um, yes. Yeah, I mean, you, know, you know, I, you know, I, yeah, I don't, I don't necessarily have a go-to, but um, I guess, you know, like ultimately just kind of boring things like the, the lady that you run into at the supermarket, you know, just things that might actually happen. If there's, <laughs> right. en- if there's enough of a possibility that, that kind of, uh, that's enough to get me over the hump. Sure.
5: Well, my my problem is I I usually just go for the highest rated one of the day, whatever pops up. But the problem is then I it bums me out thinking about who's actually rating, porn, yeah. on you, you porn.
0: Yeah, that's true. That's true. You you're kind of putting your fate in the hands of probably people with no jobs. <laughs> uh, well, anyway, Ted, thanks a lot for
5: coming on the show. And uh, really, everybody should support it. It's it's a great it's a great lineup of comics that'll be on the show and. Uh, Looks like a good project. So everybody,
0: before was it Thursday at noon as the as uh, the deadline? That's right. Yep. And then uh, the very first one will come out then, so people can uh, can see the Kickstarter and the episodes uh, on TedAlexandro.com. All right. Thanks a lot, Ty. Thank you, Ed.
4: Outstanding, Ed! Excellent! Wow, look at you! You're like a real live reporter guy. Like you're really, yeah. you're like a host. Like
3: you're- I, I put on like a tweed hat and I I chased down my story. I was I was like an old timey reporter. Yeah,
4: that that was excellent. Great job. I I feel like I should be worried. I feel like the listeners are right that you are out to get my job to take my spot as the the leader the the baller in chief here at the com. but one more time give us ted alexandro's twitter give us his where where can people go to donate to the kickstarter
3: the the the, the best way is tedalexandro.com uh, spelled as it sounds a l e x uh a l e x a n d r o uh tedalexandro.com and he's got a little video and a link to the kickstarter and it closes uh, Thursday at noon, so uh, this will post Wednesday night. So uh, anyone who's listening to this, uh, every bit helps. He's, they're about 90%, 90-something percent towards their goals, so they just need something to put them over the edge. And he said it's, it's a lot of um, people in the editing process that have uh, foregone some of their fees uh, to, to get this done. And the, the first episode for Teacher's Lounge will post... Uh, I I believe Thursday night the the twenty sixth. So it's going to have feature Jim Gaffigan as the school's nutrition teacher.
4: Standing. Uh, well, I'll definitely make a donation. And absolutely, there's such a dearth of quality entertainment. Let's all go and support something that's actually good. And I, I'm definitely going to do that. Great job, Ed.
3: Absolutely. <laughs> um, what What have you been up to, Brian? Um,
4: yeah, same old. Nothing. Nothing too exciting. You know, the, things have been a little more. A less regular, lonely, a little less lonely around here, Ed. A little more, a little more regular. Back. Things are happening regularly. That kind of things you want to have happen are happen often, and and that's yeah, that that I enjoy. That's that's about it. Uh, what is going on? Tell me. Let's get. Oh, well, I haven't even previewed the topics. Uh, we should get to that today on the show. We're talking about Hope Solo. I, I assume people have heard about this. Hope Solo is uh, – she might be the public enemy number one. She might be the most dangerous person on earth because if you get in her way, she will fuck you up. And she did that to her nephew. She beat his ass, and we're going to talk about that. Uh, Vince Neal, Ed. Remember Vince Neal?
3: <laughs> Sadly, yes. Yes,
4: he's very puffy. Uh, I believe he lives in Vegas, Motley Crue, or have like signed some document that they're going to tour for the last time. I actually might have to go see that. Um, But he's with the end of Motley Crue. Vince Neil is on to a new sporting endeavor, and we'll talk about that. And World Cup's going on and what would the world cup be without blatant homophobia something we will also discuss in the sports section um non sports stories today there, i i like these infographics i like looking at how things are spread out throughout the country who's doing what and there's
3: some good and how we stack up how we stack up it's fun
4: where, yeah where do we measure up we had, we did one with penis size at one point i can't remember who It was like Mississippi or something. No, who had the biggest penis? Oh, it was North Dakota, mountain Mountain men. Yeah, it's the plains, dude. It's flat. (laughs) What else are they gonna do? Argo, dude. There's no mountains. Uh, yeah, what else are they gonna do? Um, yeah, so there's there was another Washington Post had a bunch of infographics on what how average Americans spend their time, and we're gonna we're gonna read and react to that. Uh, and then also. I feel like this happens to everybody. You're out on your boat. You're cruising around. You decide, hey, let's have, let's all get drunk and have three-way sex and just leave the boat running and run into a dock. You know, it could happen to anybody. What are the odds? What happened to some guy in Ed's home state in New Jersey or New York? One of the two. What's the difference? Uh, and we will discuss that at length, I'm sure. And, of course... Last segment of the show. Well, after I should preview. How fucking old is this guy? Because it's the new hot segment on the show. Ed and sweeping I, the nation. It really is. sweeping it's, the nation. It's along with the baller lifestyle drinking game. How fucking old is this guy? Ed and I both bring our own. Celebrity, somebody from your childhood, somebody from your youth, somebody that you remember as being very fucking old. Turns out they're even fucking older today, and we try to guess how fucking old this guy is, and that will be right before everybody's favorite segment of the program. Of course, I'm talking about Fancy Pop, our own bachelor, baller lifestyle reporter, ballerlifestyle.com, uh, pop culture reporter, bachelorette reporter. Fancy Sauce will be here to review a bunch of stories in the celebrity world, stuff that Ed and I don't know about that we'll have to be informed about, and of course, we'll discuss Ed's favorite show, The Bachelorette. I think she's down to five or six bachelors. Another guy went home last night or this week, and uh, we'll discuss that. We'll discuss where we think Andy Dorfman is going in her bachelordom, also she's Quit her job as a DA. She's all in on bachelordom. I'll, I'll give you a hint, Ed. One of my favorites left this week. One guy I was hoping to go a long way. Went a lot farther than I thought he would, but he went home this week, unfortunately. Yeah, it was a tough one. Tough day for me. Uh, We're all Ed, broken up. Ed, let's talk sports. This is a fucking sports talk show. Uh, yeah, let yeah, let's – let's here we go. What's happened in the world of sports? <sighs>
3: U.S. women's soccer goalie Hope Solo was arrested this weekend for domestic violence. Apparently angered by missing a flight, Solo arrived at her sister's house and began verbally abusing her 17-year-old nephew. Her Her nephew claims he called for his mom and she called him a pussy. The boy then told her to get her cunt face out of his house. Then Solo went batty and began grabbing... And going old fashioned and boxing his ears. Well, uh, the, the nephew. Hang on. The nephew pulled a gun to make her stop, and it didn't. It didn't work. She kept. She kept pounding him. Brian, what are the odds that Solo quote had been drinking?
4: Uh, one hundred percent chance she was drinking. Of course, off the board. Yeah, off the board. You can't. You can't get a bet on that one. Um, hope Solo not acting as a peacemaker, obviously. Um, uh, but let's be honest, like when she called that kid a pussy, that kid is a fucking pussy. Right. Like you're 17, you're basically a full grown kid. Your aunt is talking a little shit. You run and tell your mom. <laughs> like, I realize your aunt is Hope Solo and she's the baddest man on the planet. But at the same time, like don't run and tell mommy. And I also, y- you know, alcohol was involved because... The, the, her whole beef was, the whole reason she was there at her, her sister, half-sister's house, is that her husband wouldn't take her to the airport. But rather than call a taxi or super shuttle, she just got hammered and went to a party. Like, wasn't she expected somewhere? Like, if I call you, Ed, hey, give me a ride to the airport, and you're like, nah, man, I'm busy. I don't just, like, not go. I find another way to the airport. Like, just not, if someone doesn't give you a ride, isn't you're, you're expected yeah. somewhere, I assume.
3: You you go, you get shit-faced, and then try to bash their eardrums in.
4: Yeah, uh, yeah, exactly. That's that's the and normal al- alternative.
3: I don't know a lot about Solo, but I do remember because it was, it made headlines. She used to date the former Seahawk tight end, Jeremy Stevens. She's, she's, mar- one of she's one of, married to Oh, she's married to him? And he was one of the all-time NFL goons. Like, a huge, huge rap sheet.
4: He, he did – yeah, he was accused of sexual assault, I believe. He did all sort like, he
3: was – A lot of, of battery. Like, I think he beat some people up in college. He, he was, was one of those team.
4: guys that was still kind of good and but didn't get signed. or No one would have him on their team. And you know you are a real – because there's murderers on NFL teams. Right,
0: right. Right. right.
3: Murderers were, were were given a fond farewell with the Ravens Super Bowl. Yeah,
4: absolutely. Uh, also and, – and
3: also, it's and- kind of weird. Yeah, go. the way she she's one of those people that when when you see certain shots of her, she looks kind of attractive, and then you realize she she has the build of Patrick Willis. Right. <laughs> okay.
4: she, like, yeah,
3: she's she's enormous. Like I saw her on a talk show, whether it was Conan or Letterman, and she was wearing like a real tight outfit, and she's I guess. She she's got a, a an attractive enough face, and then you see her next to like grown men, and it's scary.
4: Yeah, she's a big dude. She well, she's the goalie. Do you think when she was boxing his ears, she had those big Mickey Mouse gloves on that they wear? <laughs> <laughs> like, how much do those things help? Do your gloves really need to be big and wide? Does that, does that really help block shots? And I, I mean, I, they don't.
3: These goalies don't seem to be. I, every highlight I've seen, the goalies don't seem to really be a factor. It's just if they can aim. Like you don't see too many stops, so they should, they might as well wear like those uh those joke uh those joke uh, Hulk fists, those like giant things. Like it doesn't really matter. They don't seem to grab the ball. They might, they might as well just try to, try to punch, punch at, at it giant with giant fists. Yeah, they
4: just block it. And I think we're missing a bigger point here, or this is a good time to discuss something bigger. And we as a nation neglect to remember that Washington State is basically Florida North. Like, we think that because it has Seattle, it's just all gastropubs and intellectuals and everybody's reading books in the park when really everything outside the King County line is pretty much winner's bone. <laughs>
3: <laughs> That's a good point. I mean, Seattle is such a good town that it just skews everything.
4: It totally does. And meanwhile, Hope Solo was probably the only the fourth or fifth domestic, domestic violence on that street that night
3: involving involving six foot eight women
4: right exactly and yes <laughs> her 17 year old nephew is a big pussy i mean i do yeah. like that he brought out the gun and she could
3: she continued to just beat his ass she just fucking boxed his ears there's a picture of him in in the link you sent me there's a picture of him with just l- like literal bleeding eardrums he he looks like one of those uh armored car drivers in heat when they when they their eardrums in.
4: Right. And I love that. I love that uh, he. W- they had only recently allowed Hope Solo back around the family. <laughs> so she's obviously done things before. And then she comes back around, right. shows up wasted, and beats the kid's ass.
3: <laughs> they wheel her around like Hannibal Lecter, and they're like, okay, I think she's okay to be out of her cage now. And sure enough, that fucking. If you know this, if you know what, what you have in store, there's no reason why that. That uh, they shouldn't have a safe room in the house. If you're related to Hope Solo, you have a safe room like that. Yeah, that a, a awesome panic room where they like lock. Panic room, not the safe room. Panic room.
4: Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> she's basically she's like the mountain on Game of Thrones. Like when you need somebody's <laughs> ass beat or killed. Or like hey, call Hope Solo. <laughs> Get Hope Solo in her armor because she's she's got some killing to do.
3: Right, and her her husband or ex husband, the amount of time he spent in the pokey. Like he probably taught, taught her a lot of cruel tricks, stuff that he learned in the yard. So Yeah, yeah
4: definitely. Well, that's right. that's how she sharpens her game. It's probably like their house is a lot like uh, the Pink Panther. Like whoever comes home, the other person tries to kill you as you walk in the door and it, that that's how they sharpen their skills is just right. trying to kill each other every day.
3: Right, hey kids. Auntie Hope's having a sleepover tonight. Make sure you put away your t- toothbrushes so she doesn't file them down into weapons. <laughs>
4: <laughs> well, we'll we'll have to keep an eye on how that because she's been charged. Like I, I don't think she made bail. Like this is pretty.
3: Nah, nah. She's in she's in deep shit. But at the same time, uh, I think we should just recap. And her her seventeen year old nephew is a pussy. That's that's on record.
4: He is a pussy, and I'm looking forward to Hope's Solo. Going bad boys with a couple of soda cans in a (laughs) pillowcase and just fucking up everybody in whatever jail she gets sent to.
3: (laughs) Yeah. Uh, All right. Next. Yes. Uh, Next story. Motley Crue frontman Vince Neil recently got the go-ahead by the Arena Football League to kickstart a new franchise in Neil's hometown. Big shocker, Las Vegas. Neil will join fellow rockers Gene Simmons and Paul Stanley in the Arena League. Uh, Brian, your thoughts?
4: Uh, well, I, I'll be honest. I was pretty shocked to find out that Vince Neil didn't already own an Arena League football team.
3: <laughs> Seems, and didn't Bon Jovi
4: own a team too? Right. There, there's the LA Kiss, which play here in Anna.
3: LA Kiss? It's surprising that Simmons and Stanley would whore themselves out like that.
4: It's Kiss branded, and I, they they like debuted them at a duck. They play where the ducks play at the pond, or it's called the Somehow, I think, and they they made the announcement at a ducks game that I was at, and I was sort of seated near the box where Gene Simmons was posted up, and it, that that Brillo hair thing. Oh uh, yeah,
3: it looks like, like that spray on hair.
4: Yeah, it's it's like matted and sprayed, and it looks
3: GLH formula. Great looking hair.
4: It looks so fucking weird. <laughs> uh, but I honestly, his hair, his hair
3: kind of resembles Joni in the latter years of Happy Days. That's a great, great call. Yeah, that's
4: that's definitely what Cy Sperling modeled the mold after, for sure. <laughs> Uh, but I seriously thought all Arena League teams were owned by aging glam rockers. Like, I know New Jersey's favorite son, John Bongiovi, owns the Philly squad. And I feel like Kip Winger owns a team and Rats probably invested somewhere. And for sure, <laughs> White Snake's hoping to score an expansion franchise soon. And is there anything, like, more synergistic? I guess Vince Neil owned the Jacksonville franchise and is moving it to LA or he's moving. He's, he was involved somehow in the Jacksonville franchise. And of course there's a Jacksonville arena league team. Like the Jacksonville Jaguars can't get anybody to go to their games. And I'm sure the Jacksonville arena league games are fucking standing room only. There's trucks outside tailgating. Like arena league works and it definitely works with
3: aging eighties hair metal guys running the show for sure. Now I do love Arena League for that sole purpose of you're at a bar at like midnight
4: and, it's on. and
3: and it's on. And it's always on at like midnight. Like I don't know when these guys are playing games. It'll be it'll be Friday in February at midnight and they'll be an arena league game on and that's that's the beauty of it. It's the strong man competition or or arena. That's that's what it's good for.
4: Yeah, it, it, it is great for that. They use a white ball.
3: Yeah, it's weird. There are there are guys going in full speed, like from twenty yards behind the line of scrimmage towards the line of scrimmage. It's, it's very confusing, but I, you usually see some hits and you see touchdowns. Um, but I wonder, is this more? And you know, I'm not a big reality guy, aside from like Hard Knocks. But I remember once upon a time, and it had to be over ten years ago. Um, the last reality show I think I watched with my wife was some sort of house with, like, has-been celebrities. And Vince Neil was, like, sharing a bunk with MC Hammer and Emmanuel Lewis. So I wonder, like, how much money could he have? You don't do that unless you're flat broke. Yeah. And, and then is this more of uh, an endorsement of the, the touring power of Motley Crue these days? Or is it just an indictment of Arena Football League?
4: It's tough. That's tough because you, you figure he's got a lot of dough. Although maybe he sent it. He spent it all on face puffing
3: cream. If just if you're sharing a bunk with MC Hammer and Webster, you can't have that much dough, or you can't be good with money. Certainly,
4: no, that's true because I know what those shows pay, and it's like it's like two weeks work or something, and it's like ten grand. Like it's not that's not that's not like like that's real money, but that's not real money to a guy like Vince to Lopez. own
3: a franchise. Yeah,
4: yeah. but he, he, you know, maybe he's bored. Maybe he, you know, maybe that was like his own rehab, you know, because he's got a problem with the sauce. Apparently, I mean, he did kill some guy in his car once. It's <laughs> just like the literal definition of a, and he and he's had DUIs since then. So he's got the literal definition of a problem with the sauce, or maybe. Maybe going on the surreal life was a way to, you know, dry out for a couple of
3: weeks. And how much longer is he going to go with the it's Prince exactly Valiant haircut? haircut? Yeah, he's he's
4: really holding on to the, the days when he was looking real sexy in, in the 80s. And now he's just fat, bloated. He really looks like shit. I think he had a TV show at one point, another reality show, where he got like his face all, like he got face surgery and liposuction and all sorts of shit, so. Uh, Didn't work. Didn't yeah. work. <laughs> definitely. He's definitely not, he, he's lived hard and it's clear.
3: And wh- what, what could be the names? I mean, think of how unsubtle Motley Crue was. Like, the names of that franchise are going to be horrible. Oh, yeah. It's <laughs> the really, Vegas venereal diseases. Yeah, the gaping
4: the... vaginas. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it, yeah, it's, they're definitely way over the top. I can't, I can't wait to see the team take the field.
3: All right, let's 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 take it to the gayest sport on earth, soccer, the World Cup. Uh, Mexico coach Michael Herrera has defended World Cup, Mexican World Cup fans chanting an alleged gay slur, which is under investigation by the sport's international governing body. Uh, the slur puto was chanted by Mexico's supporters during goal kicks by the opposing team's goalkeeper. The word is slang for fag or man whore. Or coward. And uh, the coach the coach defended it, said it was no big deal. Of course not. Um, but before we get into the coach's stance, Brian, did you look at the picture of Mexico's coach and his about, ha- his we, hairstyle?
4: Yeah, are we talking about his hair?
3: <laughs> Apparently some guys have taken the Frank Pontcharello look a little serious.
4: Well, he's got a center part, which anybody that listens to Travis Rogers' show knows is, that, is the that the Sports Illustrated... NFL football writer Don Banks is the proprietor of the center part. Like, no one else is allowed to have a center part unless they check with Don Banks. But Miguel Herrera for sure has a center part, which is an odd look in this day and age. It looks like – he looks like Ponch. Yeah, he, do, he looks a little like Ponch. And, of course, he doesn't care that they're counting gay slurs. He's just happy that there's enough – mexicans that haven't been murdered by the narco that there's still people there to chant for the team like he he can't afford to alienate anyone that he has n- no matter what they're saying they could be committing you know animal sacrifice in the stands as right. long as they show up there's so few people right. that haven't been murdered in mexico anymore
3: right the, the amount of heads that are left in mexico is very very small right right very few <laughs> heads um, when yeah. you do a, when you do a head count in Mexico, it's literal. Yeah, yeah it's actual heads. <laughs> we do a head count.
4: <laughs> We're gonna count actual heads. Yeah, I don't. I'm. I'm sort of like I, I'm really. I hadn't heard of the Mexico coach before, but I, now I'm into this guy. He's got sweet hair, and uh, you know he's doing the best he can. What's he's coaches Mexico, <laughs> Who, who's moved on to the knockout round? I understand. I, I believe they're playing the Netherlands, Holland.
3: Oh, no, the, the Dutch. Dutch. Yeah, the Dutch the... with their finger the... in the dike.
4: Uh, okay, excellent, excellent sports stories this week, Ed. Great interview with the great Ted Alexandro. I encourage everyone to contribute to his Kickstarter campaign. Let's talk a few non-sports things, Ed. Ed, I know you had a chance to look at this. This infographic from the Washington Post that that has the, the, that ranks the state's by the average time they spend doing things and let's let 's get into a couple and i 'll have you guess okay okay the average daily sleep who which state sleeps a re- robust nine hours and eight minutes a night on average
3: I think most of my guesses are going to be the same the same states for for everything. I think the Dakotas i I, d- I don't know anyone who's even I, – I I don't even know if I've met somebody who's been to Mount Rushmore. I don't know anyone who's been there or knows anything about except for Chuck Klosterman. And so I'm guessing they just – they have nothing to do. There's no sports teams. There's no real cities. I imagine they just sleep.
4: Uh, the thing is, Ed, that North Dakota, like I feel like they're fracking and they're fucking mining oil and there's there's like – Shit that they're doing, but I do. I'll tell you this: this this is a this is a colored map. North Dakota is actually they're they're one of the least sleepingest states that there is. The average Mississippi resident gets forty minutes more sleep per day than the average resident of Wisconsin, which gets the least
3: sleep. I feel like well, Wisconsin. Wisconsin, I get they They, 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 they're they're milking cows. cows.
4: Right, they're busy. They're making cheese. They're uh, checking on Packers minicamp.
3: They're the <laughs> they're the last farmers, and they're the last people to ride bikes to minicamp.
4: Right, that's exactly right. Uh, okay, average daily time spent grooming. Ed, which state would you guess spends the most time grooming themselves?
3: Well, I would have to think of where the most fancy people live, and I would probably guess either – well, I would guess California.
4: California, I would also figure to be near the top, but it's actually the southern states, Alabama, Georgia, Louisiana, and South Carolina leading the pack of grooming.
3: I think those states are pro- probably have a severe barbell because you've got the southern, southern Bells who probably spend three and a half hours making themselves just right. And then you have the Uncle Cletus who's wearing overalls with no shirt underneath who spends exactly four minutes uh, – no, <laughs> 40 seconds – Grooming for the day.
4: You also have the proliferation of Bama bangs. So you have a lot of bros, like frat house bros, with the oh. with the blow dryer out, getting their hair just right. They're using some Aquanet. That takes some time.
3: That's true. They all have that Lego Man haircut.
4: They absolutely do. Okay. De- ah, this one's kind of boring. Let's skip ahead. Times. Sp- well, oh. how about this one? Average daily time spent working. Works the most on average, and it's a very low number, by the way. I think most of us, I thought everybody worked more than the most worked average here.
3: Well, the problem, the problem with the these stats are when we were guessing California before. California is an enormous state, so you have you just have people bringing down the average, and same goes for New York. I would guess New Yorkers work a ton. But I, when I say New Yorkers, I'm thinking about New York City. But upstate New York, that might as well be Alabama. Um, I'm going to say I'll take a state like Delaware because it's small and there's probably a, a good core of people that have, have normal hours.
4: Continuing your streak. Of being dead wrong about everything, Ed. The average employed North Dakotan reports spending wow. eight hours and 16 minutes at work each day. This is, But pro- I guess what else can they do? And, and I was right. This is probably related to the state's back-and-shale boom and the influx of petroleum industry jobs. They're all out there fracking, Ed. It's fracking. They're, fracking. <laughs>
3: They're, They're killing, killing their animals. animals. They're, They're doing, doing what man. they have to do.
4: You know who's fucking lazy? Maine. On the flip side, Maine's low reported working time. Six
3: hours and 54 yeah. minutes. <laughs> but isn't that called the land of
4: vacation or something? Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's way up at the top. No one's ever even been there. Uh, yeah, seasonal and temporary jobs in Maine. Vacation land. You got it, Ed. Uh, Wait,
3: I, I, I want to put in a guess. I want to call back... My guess for the least groomed state, I'm going to say is a state in in New England. I'm going to say it's either Vermont or New Hampshire because those people definitely don't groom much.
4: Vermont's 28 daily minutes of grooming is a full 10 minutes fewer than the 50-state average. Excellent, Ged. Yeah! Vermonters, terrible groomers, very gross people. Uh, Bob Newhart and his... Was he in Vermont or New Hampshire? Same difference. I think it was
3: Vermont. One goes
4: down, one goes up. Nobody knows the difference between the two. Also, they're near Maine where no one works, apparently. Uh, Okay, (laughs) let's do a couple more of these. Average daily time spent on religious activities. Ed, who... What part of the country do you think might spend the <laughs> high-end av- high 17 minutes per day? I can tell you right now, I have not spent 17 minutes in my life on religious activities. <laughs> no. 17 minutes per day. What part of the country do you think might, might do that, Ed?
3: I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go on a, a whim here. I'm going to say the Bible Belt. And I'm going to say the su- Southeastern United States Right. It's,
4: the, it's right. That's right, Ed. Southerners are more likely to say religion is very important to their lives than people from any other region, so it's no surprise that they report spending more time on religious activities. Utah, with its large Mormon population, also stands out. All that time they're not given hand jobs, they have time to go pray on the trap. Or Ed, whatever your name is. Uh, sister, sister wives. Right. Everyone, these are activities. Oh, Ed. This one's near and dear to you. Average daily time spent watching television, three hours and 38 minutes. Who tops out the list? What state, Ed?
3: I'm going to say that the same terrible states like Mississippi. I'm going to say Mississippi would be a bunch of people that don't work and watch a lot of TV.
4: Uh, you're pretty close. It's among the top, but it's not, it's at the top of the list, but it doesn't lead the pack because West Virginians spend about 90 more minutes a day glued to the tube than the low end Utah, uh, West Virginia. I feel like they're still watching tube TVs. I feel like there's a lot of houses that don't have TVs there. That comes as a shock to me at West Virginia.
3: I, I bet there's still a high percentage of outhouses in that state absolutely and and, and, and west, west west virginia is is really underrated in its terribleness because the states like mississippi and alabama they do have southern bells west virginia has none of that they have dudes with neck beards. That's what they got. Yeah, it
4: is, it's a scary, scary place. The Wild and Wonderful Whites of West Virginia is a documentary you should watch because. That's scary. You know, it's a very, very scary, scary place. And one more, Ed, and this one I know is near and dear to you. Average daily time spent, quote, thinking and relaxing. I don't know <laughs> if they count taking a shit in this, but it's 30 minutes. Ed, who relaxes the most in the United States of
3: America? Well, it's going to have to be the people that sleep the most, right? (laughs) Right? The people who sleep, the Southerners, they sleep, they can't think. I'm going to say I'll go with Alabama on this one.
4: Very, very close. It's just two states away. Louisiana, among the southern states, spends the most time Thinking and relaxing. Uh, I feel like that's mostly because they're all drunk, but I don't know exactly. But yeah, the, in general, the South, a lot more relaxing than the rest of the country. Very, very uh, consistent. All of those states leading the pack. Uh, that's a great, great segment we just did there, Ed. I really yeah. enjoyed uh, I enjoyed learning stuff like that.
3: Yeah, we, we pretty much... Just broke down the entire country for everybody. Yeah, we did. We sorted out, and our guesses were, like, spot on. Congrats Congrats to us. us.
4: Yeah, good job. Um, I say we skipped, that we could always catch up later with the threesome boat crash. Let's just say a dude was out running his boat. He got wasted. Uh, Didn't drop anchor. He didn't. He just left the boat running and went down below to go down below to get balone. Nice job. Yeah, yeah,
3: Google the story. Yeah, yeah good one. Uh, Google the story and take a look at this guy and imagine what the quality of girl that he picked up on his boat at three a.m. Well, they show
4: him getting released, and one of them was just a straight-up uh, pig. So I can't imagine what the I can't imagine that the other one was Miss USA. Uh, but good geez, for him! Like every guy's dream, he got to sex two broads at once. I'm
3: no, like, no, 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 no! It was, it was him and his but buddy but drinking Bud. Oh, it's two dudes. Yeah. <laughs> yes, it was him and his buddy drinking Budweiser's, and they found a girl walking the docks at like midnight or 3 a.m. So Google the story, everybody. You're going to see some really terrible looking people.
4: Threesome boat crash. My favorite story of the week. Ed, it's time for – let's get to this. This, is, this really excites me. This is my favorite segment to do. Of course, I'll explain it one more time. Ed and I got in this discussion. I think it started with Casey Kasem. Was it Casey Kasem? Uh, Con-
3: Conrad Bain. Conrad
4: Bain. That's right. Conrad Bain died at in 2012. He was only like 83 years old, which we thought was insane because he looked 79 years old in 1983. We just could not believe it how fucking old this guy was. And so we've, we've made it a segment here on the show. Each of us brings... Out a celebrity, someone that we haven't thought about in a while or haven't considered their age and we review, we try to guess how fucking old is this guy? Ed, I'll give it to you. The floor is yours. Who did you bring
3: this week? Well, we've been doing a lot of guys from our youth and I thought I would, I would try to go with somebody more uh, that's still relevant, unfortunately, right now. A man who's Kicked out probably and no overestimation. he's probably kicked out 30 movies in the last decade. This man's name is Tyler Perry.
4: Well Tyler Perry. Ed, first of all, this is cheating because black don't crack. That's, that's <laughs> it. Everyone knows that. I have no I have no frame of reference for Tyler Perry. I'm only tangentially aware of who he is. I know he makes movies that look absolutely terrible. I know Oprah loves him.
3: Yeah, he's he he dresses in drag and really just he 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 brings back he, he's he's terrible. He's he's he makes, it's like minstrel shows. He, They're he, terrible, it's awful.
4: He makes tons of money. He even put himself in a movie where he was like an action hero at some point. I don't. He think, played he played Alex Cross right.
3: in one of those uh, James Patterson movies. That's
4: exactly right. Um, I don't know anything about Tyler Perry other than he sucks. He's a gay man, right? Um, I, I
3: think, think he's, he's one, one of those confirmed bachelor's. bachelors.
4: Right. Okay. Well, he seems like he's a gay man. I'm going to guess he's been around a while, maybe like 15 years, maybe got to start a little bit later. I don't know. I'm going to guess that Tyler Perry is 57 years old. He's, he's 44. 44. What? <laughs>
3: I skewed the other way. What? This this is a guy who's been making movies for like a decade. That means when he was 34 years old, they're just giving green lights galore on Medea.
4: Oh, my God. This guy clearly made a deal with the devil. I had no idea. I thought I was guessing young. I thought he he could be put, hanging a, a SACE numeral on there. <laughs> <laughs> Only 44. That's a young man. I feel like we could have yeah. a published age. You know how guys that are real fancy are real um they're real sort of precious about their age? Yeah. yeah. You know, it could be one of those situations, like he's hit fifty, uh-huh. but he's black don't crack, so he's he's skewing a little bit younger. But I very surprised to see that he's forty four. Okay, you ready for mine?
3: All right, let's go for it.
4: This guy has been around our entire lives. He's had a sort of a renaissance lately with his role on It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. He was on Taxi in the 1970s. I thought he was at least 55 years old at that point, and yet he sort of... Continued on to look about the same age the entire time. I He's, have,
3: pulled, a, he's pulled, pulled a Keith, Keith Richards. Richards. He
4: really has. He started off looking very old and then never really changed. I had no idea how old this guy was when somebody suggested that I use him in this segment on Twitter. I had to look it up. Ed, of course I'm talking about the great character actor, great comedic actor, Danny DeVito. He's five feet tall. He's married to Rhea. How fucking old is
3: Danny DeVito Ed? Hmm. Well, I do remember a little trivia that he was buddies like roommates with Michael Douglas back in the day. That is
4: true. That's exactly right. Is he from your Douglas home from New
3: Jersey he is. Oh, he he was just recently elected into the New Jersey Hall of Fame. Wow. Which, which he deserves it. Uh, a little too late. He's had... He's, he's had... had yeah. yeah. He got elected, like, last year. That, that guy, guy has had a fucking great career. career.
4: That's bullshit. And he's the man. He,
3: he was in Cuckoo's Nest, which had to be about 70, or late late 60s. He was... And he was looking a little haggard there, but, like, he could have just been a guy... Who just lost his hair. And he, I think it's always a bad look when you have the really long side hair. That's,
4: that's a problem. Especially because he gets out the, a lot of that Kiwi shoe polish and polishes right. it up. Right, He really goes jet black. You might get jet black Krylon spray paint to get that color. But it's a bad And, and never, never never
3: had a good physique. No. So, oh, no. He's around. He's an apple. <laughs> right. Yeah. And he was wearing like tighty whiteies. He was wearing grippers. I'm 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 gonna say in Cuckoo's Nest. Let's say it was seventy. Let's say it was, let's say sixty-nine or so. Twenty-five. Or, uh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Forty-five years ago. Uh, I will say he's. That was thirty years ago. He's seven. Nah, he's at least seventy-five years. Seventy-five years old. I'll say he is.
4: Danny DeVito, born November seventeenth. 1944 in Neptune City, New Jersey, age 69. Looking spry wow. for 69. You know. I seriously, when somebody brought that up, I thought like if you told me he was 69 in 1989, I totally would have believed you. Uh, still hanging in there, right? Still Taxi.
3: He was, he was for, for sure, sure in his late 40s, yes. for sure.
4: Yes, but that would have made him like in 197. That would have made him like 30. 80s.
3: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He, that's true. No he, that's true. In, no, he was
4: in his late twenties when he's playing Louis De Palma. Late twenties, early thirties.
3: So that's <laughs> oh my God. He, he needed, needed sleep. Night. He looked <laughs> terrible.
4: He did. There's something to be said for that. Just getting old real early.
3: But he, but like you said, he he has aged wonderfully compared to how he was in Taxi and Cuckoo's Nest. I I I I guess I would trade for that because. If somebody told me I'd look the same now as I do when I'm, uh, what is he, 69, I'll take it. Yeah, yeah. If you said right, right now, now you you could look the same when you're 69, 69 pretty I, good. I don't think Unfortunately, that's... when he was in his 20s, he looked like dog shit. He
4: really did. He looked absolutely terrible uh, as Louis de Palma on Taxi. Uh, okay, <laughs> excellent segment. Excellent show so far. Uh, great job, Ed. A lot of stuff happening here on the show. Baller Lifestyle Podcast, ballerlifestyle.com. and joining us now. This is a segment I look forward to. This is sure a, everybody this, does. Everybody does. This is the part. This is where we get the female perspective, Ed. Like this is this. We're not like you and I. Let's be honest. We have a lot of testosterone.
3: We're maybe, maybe too, too much. much. Yeah,
4: we're probably like off the scale with testosterone. We're probably a little overly macho (laughs) for our listening audience. They're probably like, hey, these guys are guys, fucking guys. I could use a female perspective. I could use a little update on reality television, on what's happening on The Enquirer, on what's happening on Radar Online, TMZ, Us Weekly, all the gossip, all the celebrity news. And of course, we bring that to you here with our own Bachelor at Correspondent, Pop Culture Correspondent. Of course, I'm talking about Fancy Sauce. How you doing, Fancy?
2: I'm good. Hey, guys. Hey,
3: Fancy.
4: Hey.
2: Hey, Ed. Hey, okay. How's it going? I'm good.
4: Uh, what's... Kate, so good to have you in studio. We went good to so be here. long. I mean, it was... It was.
2: I know, you kept me waiting.
4: It was... We went...
2: I had to pour myself a glass of wine.
4: Yeah. No, no I, don't, I don't mean today i don't mean this show <laughs> oh, what are you i talking mean about? i m- meant the more than 100 days you were out of the country oh, wow. on location yeah working your other job mm-hmm. working drumming up the stories for fancy pop from a from a tropical locale
2: That's right good
4: to have you back in studio taking care of business here <laughs> at baller lifestyle world headquarters tell us fancy tell us kate What is happening in the world of pop culture?
2: I'm going to lead with my main story because I really want to get to talking about it. The Bachelorette? No. Oh. um, No, my main story is um, Hank Baskett, who Uh. was the former wide receiver for the Minnesota Vikings –
3: Eagles. Philadelphia
2: Eagles and Indianapolis Colts. Yeah. Um, but I believe the Vikings was the last team he played for. He
4: might have had a cup of coffee. Hank Basquet, for those who don't know, he was a tangential player in the NFL. I think he might have returned kicks a couple times. I don't know. He barely had a cup of coffee. He was not in the league very long. He was definitely not a starting wide receiver ever. But what he was is a guy that took Hugh Hefner's saggy balls sloppy seconds and put a ring on it he married one of Hugh Hefner's he girlfriends did. Kendra, that
2: Kendra Wilkinson who was one of the stars of Girls Next Door
4: that is a, that show escaped me because I thought all of those chicks were ugly and that's she I'm was not, the I, of I'm them. I'm not trying to be a misogynist here Just, or a chauvinist do you remember? But I did do you remember not that show her she was
2: one of the three girls that lived at the playboy mansion with head have for I don't know, like three years or something, and they made a reality show about these three girls living at the mansion.
3: I I, can, I honestly say I I didn't know that show existed, but right, but I've known that Hef has had his harem, and they all look the same. Right, they? she, I assume she's just blonde and fake looking. Yeah, kinda?
2: they all look the same, fake okay. tits, blonde, tan. But these these girls were not; they were nothing really to look at. I don't think.
4: Yeah, But Kendra, I, wasn't you. I
2: think the popular opinion, and I'm sorry, Kendra, but you were the least attractive.
4: Yeah, agreed. I didn't realize... Not to harp
2: on people's looks, it's not important. Right. Except when that's how you're making your living. Yeah,
4: when when your looks are what you trade on, people get to judge you based on your looks. I didn't realize that in post-Playboy life, she had a TV show and apparently... She
2: got a spinoff.
4: Yeah, apparently NFL scrub Hank Basket is also a, a... Character on this show.
2: He's a star. They had they had Kendra, and then um, since 2012, they have another show called Kendra on Top.
4: Wow, interesting uh, <laughs> euphemistic title there. Well, tell me, I don't, I haven't kept up on Hank Baskett. I don't know what he's been doing let, post let NFL. T-
2: let me tell you. My guess
4: is that he's bought a couple Pioneer Chicken franchises, maybe a Jack in the Box. A lot of these guys get into fast food franchise ownership. Does he own own a Subway? Maybe he's working with kids, boys and girls clubs. Tell me, what is going on? What good works is Hank Basquette doing these days?
2: Just days before they were set to celebrate their five-year anniversary, the couple's marriage was rocked by an exclusive report of claims he had hooked up with a transsexual.
4: Whoa. Ed.
2: And she appears to be oh,
4: whoa, she
2: of the Asian persuasion.
4: Whoa, wow. I'm looking. I'm looking at this are looking picture. At picture. aren't all Pers- transsexuals Asian?
2: She looks like she's had some face work done too. Well, am she, I wrong? She,
3: she looks like she's not. She there's no gray area, right? About I mean, I'm I'm fine with her being a transsexual. Yeah, right. Because you're saying she looks I like also, a man. I'm also fine with knowing that there's no person on earth who doesn't know she's a transsexual no. right.
2: <laughs> I don't think she's out to fool anybody anyway so apparently she has like a YouTube channel and she has some sexy YouTube videos and apparently Hank was perusing these videos and they started chatting online and then they took that to the telephone um, and then eventually he decided to go over to her place her luxury condo in LA and they had a rendezvous.
4: I mean, Ed, who <laughs> among us hasn't spent some time? You know, it gets late in the evening, you're a little bored, you've already watched Sports Center all the way through twice. Do I want, do I want to hear this? You're sipping a, a bit of scotch on the couch, you're like, should I go to bed or should I? Look at transsexual YouTube channels. Yeah, Yeah.
3: I have a hankering for some Adam's apple porn right now.
4: (laughs) So, so you know, maybe they met. Maybe he wanted to reach out to her. Maybe he wanted to minister to her, to help her find her way, to sort out her feelings, her gender identity issues. Maybe Hank Basket was just to cry on. Yeah, was just trying to help her out. That was the case, right, Kate?
2: Yeah, definitely not. Her name is Ava Sabrina London. Wow. That's the name she gave herself.
3: Sounds a little little fake. I feel like Um, she just
4: went to the park and waited for three white moms to call out their kids' names. And she just wrote them down. Ava Sabrina London. She's like, that sounds good. Uh,
2: Um, She claims Hank absolutely knew that I was a transsexual and told me that I was the only only transsexual he's ever been with. Oh, great. He thought I I was beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. At least that. Um, so yeah, he paid her some compliments. He rocked over to her apartment. Um, quote, we quickly went to my bedroom where things got a little hot because he had already, he had already taken off his clothes and he was erected. Whoa. I started, this is, Hank, this is going to get R rated. Um, I started giving him a hand job and he was playing with my penis he was laying down, and I was like, you know, above him. So that's when I realized who he was. So wait, that's the moment she claims that she realized, oh, this is Hank Basket. <laughs> I mean, when,
3: when they're in the double ski pole position,
2: right? right. Who, who, who recognizes Hanks. Hank
4: Basket? <laughs>
3: Yeah, yeah I I am a guys. massive football fan and I I couldn't pick him out of lineup. And just one one note, watch, watch you mentioned he played for the Minnesota Vikings. Yeah. Brian, Brian, Brian and I Brian, Brian and I have one less catch than, than uh, Hank, Hank Baskett basket did on the Vikings. <laughs> 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 right. One, one catch, catch for 18 yards, yards in 2010.
2: 2010. Well, he he um has he can add another catch to his resume wow. because oh,
3: apparently yeah. transsexual cock.
2: Yeah. I apparently, know. um Ava Sabrina put her man parts near his face, which caused him to finish
4: the quote-unquote
3: game early. Hanging Hanging brains brains on Hank.
4: Whoa, Wow. (laughs) I was not ready for this story. No
2: one was ready, least of all his wife, who apparently at the time this went down was pregnant with their second child. Wow. Well they she's since given birth to. They've
4: they've patched things up and they've they've moved on, right? This is no, this isn't something they can't work through, she, right?
2: Well she's she he's no, she kicked him out. Um as far as I can tell, that he's um not at home. Wow. And, and and she also passed a polygraph test about this story. Wow. And then there's some um, added evidence. Um, there is a, a surveillance video that shows a Jeep that looks just like Hank's Jeep mm-hmm. pulling up to mm-hmm. Ava that, Sabrina's guys that drive Jeeps. Um, apartment building, which, you know.
3: <laughs> <laughs> guys that drive Jeeps. That's all you have to say. Um, so
2: That's kind of a shocking story.
4: Ed, are, like how do we continue after this? <laughs>
3: I, I guess uh, his kids are going to be singing, Papa was a Rolling Stone. And by by Rolling Stone, I mean, likes balls across the chin. <laughs> right.
4: Yeah, this is going to be a tough one to live down. I mean, Super nobody was really wondering what Hank Basket was up to before this story. And now <laughs> people are really wishing they didn't know. Didn't or is
2: this just another cooked story, a la the allegations about... Dean and Tory's um, problems, Dean's alleged affair.
4: Oh, uh, because th-
2: there maybe there maybe their re- reality show needs a ratings. Boost.
4: I mean, I don't know. Like that's, I don't think that there's enough money in the world to get anybody to. think
2: anyone do that?
4: Of you going full stroke on an the Asian transsexual? Like What's what I'm going to say? Like
3: I'm going go to say that no i've never been with a a transgender person, but I know there are situations when i've been in Thailand where you do the double take and then realize it's a lady boy yeah oh yeah this there's no double take this this looks like this looks like an actual man there's not like
2: don't tell her that yeah, she'll he, she'll get her feelings hurt. I have a feeling that she thinks she looks really beautiful. Uh,
4: Hank Basket is apparently into that sort of thing, and right. who are we to judge? I mean, good for you, Hank.
2: You got to play with her boobs. You got to play with her boobs.
4: Apparently, give it a yank, Hank.
3: You caught, you caught one ball in Minnesota. You've caught two balls with this lady. Nice, oh, excellent, nice job.
4: All right, Kate. After that very disturbing story, after you've ruined dinner for me. Tell me, what else is happening in the world of pop culture that doesn't involve transsexual cock?
2: Um, One of my least favorite actresses, or actually someone I don't really think about that often, Megan Fox.
4: Mm. Is she still a
2: thing? She's not. She's 28. She's had a couple of kids.
4: 28? How fucking old is this guy?
2: And apparently her heart's just not in show business anymore. I really hope that means that she's not going to make any more movies. I think that's (laughs) what she's saying. Because
4: she can't get Michael Bay to cast her in anything again. Yeah.
2: Um, so, yeah, she's she's um, apparently retiring at the ripe old age of 28 because... Oh, thank,
3: thank goodness. goodness.
2: Yeah, thank goodness. She's married, as you may or may not know, to 90210 star Brian Austin Green. Dave- David,
3: David Silver. Silver. Bag.
2: Right. Yeah. They're the white trash Brangelina.
4: Yeah, they're pretty – they both have forearm tattoos. Let me think about this for a second. Well, Megan Fox has never been my deal. She's got fake cans, which I'm not into. Ed, I don't know if you know this about me. I don't know if I've mentioned this on the show
3: before. I don't know <laughs> if I
4: brought this up. I'm into more of a natural look, like beautiful, natural breasts are my thing. Real, y- real, real yams. yams. Real ones, real – they don't have to be huge. I mean I like I like a larger-breasted woman, that's for sure. But I'm not into anything that's juiced. Anything that's inauthentic is not my deal. Megan Fox is not my deal. Also, go ahead and Google Megan Fox thumbs because she has those weird oh, – Oh, yeah. Real, real, real weird thumbs. Thumbs. Yeah. thumbs. She has toe yeah. thumbs. She has those weird thumbs that look like big toes. Also, she sucks at acting.
3: Yeah. yeah. Have it, I, I made the mistake of going to the first Transformers, and it was It was, it it was rough. rough. Yeah. You went to the first trench.
2: Well, did you
3: not know Leboeuf was in that? <laughs> I didn't even know who he was at the Look time.
2: Teenage mutant, mutant, mutant Ninja Turtles. has that been out? Well, I I, I I
3: took my kids to a movie this weekend. I took my kids to a movie this weekend, and the preview came on, oh, and both, yeah, of them, yeah. the the, both, both of them the both of them insisted we have to go to that. So
2: you're gonna get to see her on the big screen. That soon. could Wait, well, she's, she's gonna... in that movie? That could be. I a she's did, in Transformers. Oh, she's in that. Yeah. Uh, she says she still she'll work if it's um, a shoot in LA you know 10 to 20 days. And right. you know props to her she wants to be with her kids.
4: right. There's she
2: plenty of actresses that don't.
4: does how much fu money does bag have from 90210 I mean that show's still on in reruns, so he's still getting paid for that. but mm-hmm. is that is that enough to quit your quit your career? Uh, more power to her. I want to see less of her was never a fan, never liked her, not my deal. She sucks.
2: Okay, I agree. I'm glad (laughs) we're on the same page there. Yep. Um, And speaking of pregnant celebrities, I'm really against like celebrities. Pregnancy? I'm really against pregnant selfies. Just to sort of like like, publicize yourself. Yes. It's gross.
4: Well, I mean, you know.
2: It's
3: gross. I know you. I know that's your deal. I, but I've, I'm i not I've saying being toward... pregnant
2: is gross. Yeah. Of course, like, I'm not. I'm just saying, like, using your pregnancy, like, to right. make well, this, yourself like more popular. Yes, or agree. a news story
3: I This, this started with Demi Moore like, like 20, 20 years ago. ago.
4: Yeah, didn't mind that. Didn't have a problem with that.
3: I, I don't
4: mm-hmm. know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, okay, Kate. Excellent. Two great. St- well, one acceptable story. One <laughs> super gross one. <laughs> Uh, although toe thumbs are pretty disgusting, too. Not as, well, maybe grosser than the thumb that Hank Baskett had to play with. Uh, okay, next story. What else is going on in Fancy Pop? What's happening in the world of pop culture? Okay, from Kate. across
2: the pond, I'd like to give you a little um, Lohan update. Because <coughs> she can't stay out of the news for more than, like, ten days, tops. I'm just going to read from the story. Yeah, because
4: she's manic on blow.
2: Yeah. Um, So I'll just read from the story. On a visit to fancy London department store Selfridges, um, Lindsay Lohan reportedly shocked onlookers when she allegedly charged out of her dressing room and started racing around the shop naked, laughing hysterically the whole time.
4: Yeah, because she was probably yes. high on GHB. She probably did a big gagger.
2: And like staff were chasing her around, trying to cover her off. She was laughing her head around and like you know, trying to give them the slip while all these customers looked on. Yeah. Totally naked. I probably. noticed
4: she spends a bunch of money, and she never seems to be out earning any.
2: I don't know how she makes money. She she,
4: she must, must be on the, on the Vince Neil plan. plan. Well, I mean, I mean he owns, owns a she he owns a million. franchise. Yeah, I thought it was two million. Uh, she, maybe it was Ed. Maybe she's doing my thing that I suggested and getting on the, the Saudi prince hooker train.
3: Right. right. She might. She might just have a weekend here and there that people don't realize. Yeah.
4: Quarter million bucks. You fly to Saudi. You yeah. let you let a prince do you know play ride the camel with you and then you bounce.
3: Yeah.
4: Private jet, Lear jet,
0: not, not, a, ba- not, a, not a bad, bad gig. gig. Hey,
4: anybody? Want, you know, I could see why chicks would do it. I feel like that's her only shot.
3: Now, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be in London in about a month, but I'm guessing we're not going to be frequenting the same places.
2: Apparently, <laughs> she also got on the bad side of Kate Moss because she landed in the UK and immediately texted Kate's husband, Jamie Hintz. Um, and Kate was non not too pleased about that. And apparently, she was overheard talking to a friend about it at Popular Chilton Firehouse the other night. Lindsay was there, and they got in a bit of an altercation. Wow. Um, k Moss seemed very annoyed.
4: Good for her. She needs to get to work. Get on that Saudi prince. Like, I'll be your agent. 10%. What? I'll hook her up with some Saudi princes.
2: Because you know some? Get
4: her on the Learjet. jet. I'm sure I could sort it.
2: Can you introduce me?
4: I can figure it out. Yeah.
2: <laughs> um, that's all I have for pop culture. Oh, and, you know, we can move on to our bachelor. Great job. job. Yeah,
4: let's get to Ed's. Favorite segment of the show. I know Ed. Ed Ed's dying to I, talk about it. I know pins it, pins it, and needles. I know Ed was camped out with Mrs. Daly. They had a bit of wine. They lit some candles and they threw on their co-favorite show. Of course, I'm He's talking. Like big,
2: pause it. Pause it. Yeah,
4: The Bachelorette.
2: I'm Ed's, some water.
4: Ed's probably like. I, I did, can't
2: believe this Nick
4: guy.
3: I did catch. I did catch some of it, and by some of it, I mean like two or three seconds, but. I did notice a pretty good shot of uh, whoever the Bachelorette is. She looked pretty yeah, good.
4: Yeah, she's fit. She looks good. Huh?
3: And uh, the missus was mighty upset. She was catching up. She was out of town. Uh, she was catching up. She was mighty upset. I think she had a thing for the, uh, the black guy who got yeah. cut last week. Well, we
2: really liked yeah.
4: him too. She was, she was a big, big fan. Everybody yeah. likes Mar- Markel. Luckily, Ed, and you'll be excited about this, and you can tell Mrs. Daly, Markel will be making an appearance on the new Bachelor in Paradise spin-off. spinoff.
2: Excited! I tweeted you that today, Ed. Did you yeah,
3: that? I, I, this this show is like a bad penny. It just it it just keeps turning up like a bad penny. Okay, Ed or Kate, what tell us
4: what happened last night? Give us a recap. What happened on this week's episode of the Bachelorette?
2: Okay, a few things happened. Um, the story storyline A for this week was that um, Cody Macklemore... Still hasn't had a one-on-one day with Andy. What are we in, like six week?
4: Yeah, we're pretty deep and in the show. he's
2: been whinging about it a lot to camera. Whinge is Australian
4: for wine. He's okay. been whining I, about it. He's been whinging
2: i, I whining, know whinge. Yeah. Whines to the bros. He whinges to camera. All the bros feel bad for him. So they were really setting that up as we went along.
3: How, how many people are that. left? Um, I think it's after. Well, there
2: were seven, I think. Yeah, nine. there
3: was. Yeah, we went
4: from seven oh, to five.
2: Right. We lost two. Yep. Um, So, there there was a one-on-one date with normal Nick, who, like, I used to think was okay, but he bugs me now. He sucks. He's a tool. Eventually, everyone bugs me, though. Um, So, they went on a gondola. They're in Venice, by the way. Um, They took a gondola ride where he kind of told her about that drama last week, and he's like, you were right. I was wrong. I mean, good move. (laughs) Always admit that you Nick were wrong.
4: Nick is that um always says the right thing, tells her what like he reads her, tells her what she wants to hear. He's right. good at that.
2: He's really good at that. He read her that really um really lame poem that I recited last week. That's
4: right.
3: <laughs> oh, that was terrible. Yeah.
2: Right. He admits he's falling in love with her and she admits Ugh. in her voiceover that she could also be falling in love with him. That's
3: right.
4: Uh, what what, is, what, is, what does,
2: he does he's this guy do? Kind
4: of sales sales.
2: Um, wow. They did that, you know, the cheesy Venice like masquerade, put on the masquerade masks, and you know, did some dancing. It was really bad. He well, he did that
4: thing where he's like, I think this is the most romantic room I've ever been in. Yeah. Jesus. <laughs> any, any real guy knows that the most romantic room you've ever been in is one where you're both naked.
3: I can't can't even tell if you guys are fucking with me because last week you were talking about them taking mime lessons. So really, anything's possible.
4: She was pissed at him because he didn't didn't mime seriously enough. Oh,
2: she was. She was like, you're just not really a team player. You look so salty during the mime date. He had
4: to make it up to her this week on their one-on-one date because of him mailing it in during their miming.
2: Mm. Yeah, he had to. That masquerade mask on
4: exactly. Okay, what is it? Just his
3: headshot, or does he have a bit of a Jay Leno chin going? Uh,
2: not really. I think he's kind of like he's kind of got boyish good looks, I would say. Yeah, he looks cute. He
4: looks young, he kind of combs his hair forward. He might be losing his hair. Uh, what, what, Kate, what happened after the date with Nick?
2: Um, after the date with Nick, there was a group date, um, which was really weird. She made them, or they had to go and take a polygraph test.
4: Super weird. So, yep.
3: Just so weird mm-hmm. and
2: inappropriate, I thought. Um, so they was she, she asking the water.
3: questions? Like, what, what was, was the... the...
2: Um, no, the questions... There was, a, there was a gentleman with a very strange accent... Some ITAL. Um, giving the questions. Um, asking the same questions to everyone.
4: Right, he had an accent and they couldn't understand him. He asked them all if they'd ever been in a fight. Or he said, have you, ever, have you ever fought in public? But they all thought he sa- was saying fart. And, like,
2: <laughs> and all of them said yes. Have yeah. you
4: ever fought in public? And they're all like, start laughing, yes. <laughs> seems,
3: seems like, like a really worthwhile segment. He also
4: asked them all how many chicks they banged. Or at I, least no, he asked one of them. No,
2: the question was, have you had sex with more than 20 women?
4: Yeah, that seems like a very caddish thing to answer. I would decline.
2: I should have asked them, <laughs> are you gay?
4: Right. Yeah. That's a good one too. Okay, so Kate, it, after it the lie re- detector. Well,
2: it was revealed um that Dylan apparently doesn't wash his hands after he goes to the bathroom.
4: What? Was what? No Scrub says, Club? He you wash yes. your hands after the bathroom and he, Dylan, he said Dylan no.
2: Downer was like, "No." He
4: said no. Well, he's
3: from Boston, I feel like that's pretty common yeah. where he's from. That's, this this is, this is, where is where the I guy who like likes like apple juice and Connect, connect four, 4 though, right? right? Yeah. Yeah, I believe so. Yeah. I mean, that you don't learn that until you're about 8, so. Ah, ah, ah,
2: ah, ah. Um, after the lie detector, Dylan tells Andy he's not feeling well. He's got a tummy ache. He has to go back yeah, to the hotel. Yeah, that's what happens when you don't. I think, I think he was don't... saying he had to be near a bathroom. Yeah, that's what where he ha- doesn't wash right. his hands. That's
4: what happens when you don't wash. <laughs>
3: no, no scrub club.
2: club. Um, yeah, there, there was a cocktail party afterwards. Um, athlete Josh. Can you really call yourself an athlete still if it's been like three or four years since you played any sport professionally? He
4: was a second rounder.
2: Right. Also a hum- humble bragger. Yeah. Tells Andy during their one-on-one time at the cocktail party that he thought the lie detector was not cool because the relationship should be built on mutual trust, which is true. That's true. But this tact kind of backfired on him because she starts to wonder if he's saying that because he's something to hide. Right. So now she's second-guessing her decision not to read the results. So she was given the results. And she stood in front of them all, and she's like, should I read them or shouldn't I? And then she ends up tearing it up. Yeah. Um, so that happened, and then all of a sudden we cut to her crying to camera. I think she'd had a few wines at this point. She looked kind of drunk, and she was, like, all crying. She's, like, feeling all conflicted about the process, and maybe she should have read the results. Um, I don't know. It was weird.
4: What else happened, Kate?
2: Um. I don't know. Marcus, she still likes him Snore. He's so dull. And I don't think he's cute. Marcus with the goatee, and he's right. kind of like we've got the real receding hairline, claims he's 25, but he's got, like, a hairline
5: of, like, a 45 Exactly.
4: Year old. Yeah, he claims he's 25. He's balding like he's 41. I feel like all these guys lie about their age. Speaking of lying about their age, Cody finally got uh, his yeah. one-on-one so, date.
3: that's right. Cody's
4: the guy that looks like Macklemore, Ed.
3: <laughs> Cody's Mac- orange in this picture. Yeah,
5: he's yeah, orange.
2: He's a wranger. Yeah. Australia, a wringer? Orangutan is someone with ginger coloring.
5: Yeah.
2: Um, so the second one-on-one, of course, goes to none other than Cody Macklemore. It's kind of a pity day. I felt like the whole time it was really just for her to say goodbye. Um, they go to some place in Verona that's the home. Verona is the home of Shakespeare's Romeo and Juliet. And they go to some place where people send letters, even today, to Juliet. And people there reply to the letters. Wow. Um, wow. right and i was worried that cody couldn't read but right. apparently he can because does he move um, his
3: does he move his lips when he reads <laughs> yeah
2: <laughs> there's one letter which cody reads to andy um which seems to miraculously mirror his exact conundrum
4: yeah it seems like maybe Not production had a hand all. in
2: that right it's a super lame date um cody macklemore is a bit special he seems yeah. sweet, though. He, he He's just batting way above his av- average with her. Yeah. Like,
4: he, he went a long way. He yeah. went a lot farther than he should. He got he finally got a one-on-one date, and he had some bad news broken right. to him. So Did during not... the dinner
2: portion of the date, he starts telling Andy how much she's going to like him, the more she gets to know him, and um, the more he talks, the more her face visibly changes to the point she where she starts to cry. Yeah.
3: She cries while he's. Yes. Right,
2: because he's like. And he can feel. He feels that he's losing her and things are turning. And he gets more and more desperate and talks faster and faster. And it just gets sadder and sadder. And she's crying Uh, until. Basically, she's like, I basically I'm just not all that into you. But she yeah. you know, she's I, she's a good at rejection. She, she I'll put give him her on that.
4: the she put him on the friend tip. She's very good Friends at rejection. friend him. She's like,
2: I just feel like we have such a great friendship. I just don't see I don't see it going further than that. And you're such a great guy and you're so special. He is special.
4: Yeah, he's a little special. He's um, a nice guy. He's a uh, nice
2: guy. He should go back to Chicago. Chicago. He should go back he had, he and had that
4: grating Chicago accent oh, too.
2: He should, you know, he should date a girl at the gym. Like yeah. A, like a fit gym girl.
4: Yeah. Peroxide blonde, big fake because tits. They can yeah.
2: Fit, well, and they can work out and she, give each other work She
4: wears tits. a sports bra as a shirt.
3: <laughs> they list him as Oakley, Kansas, is where he's from.
2: Right, I think he lives in Chicago. Yeah, I think he, oh, he lives in oh, okay. Yeah,
4: yeah. Uh, okay.
2: Um, Storyline B, quickly, is about Andy's secret admirer who's been sending her handwritten letters. I think she's gotten maybe three yes. so far. Um, there's a scene at the group date cocktail party, where Josh, um, the athlete, I don't even know what we call him that, yeah. pantspreneur, not a fan, and Farmer Chris, still a big fan, yeah. are sitting around together, and they're, um, Josh and JJ start talking about the secret admirer, because during the polygraph test, one of the questions was, are you Andy's secret admirer? And it was revealed that Chris, Farmer Chris, is actually the secret admirer. So these guys are talking about, they're kind of bagging on Whoever it might be. And I feel bad for Farmer Chris because he had to sit there and pretend it's not him. Then he gets his one-on-one time with Andy, and he tells her. But it seemed like she kind of already knew. Um, and it seemed like she was into it. Ed, and they kissed, and he got the group date rose. So Farmer Chris is back in the game yeah, Farmer, in a big way.
4: Farmer Chris reestablished himself. Which I was— pretty lame. I was surprised He's at the not reveal. As lame
2: as some of the others. Trust he, me.
4: Because, Ed, they showed one of the secret admirer notes— and it was in yeah. cursive, so I just assumed <laughs> that her secret admirer was either your fourth grade teacher or your
3: grandmother,
2: <laughs> in or that
3: guy who had the hawk. Tiny
2: little <laughs> cursive writing; it was
3: really right. small writing too. Yes. Um, I know, I know. You bag on the guy because I'm just looking. You bag on the guy who's the pantserpreneur. and he's he's got a pretty bad look in this picture. But, but right. of right. his all-time favorite movies, I, I give him a big thumbs up. He goes with the old Willy Wonka with Gene Wilder and Wet Hot American Summer, that's which is one, one, one of, one of the favorite. most underrated uh, most underrated movies ever. It
2: really is. Yeah, it's funny. I hope they remake that, actually. Yeah,
3: I think they're going to make a prequel.
2: Um, um had been drinking during the um, oh, that's rose sure. ceremony pre-cocktail party. He knew he was going home. He had been drinking. His face was all red and splotchy, and he started to get all whiny about how he was so over everyone congratulating everyone every time everyone every time someone gets a rose and blah 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 and farmer chris kind of likes like calm down like just don't worry about it yeah like you don't have to get all bent out of shape like so farmer chris is kind of stepping up and he's found his voice like he didn't talk for weeks
4: yeah, I think that's the big takeaway from this episode is the reemergence of Chris, the Iowa farmer. He had only ha- he hadn't start. he hadn't had a one on one since episode two or something. He had sort of faded in the background, but he's hung around. He hasn't played the game. He's bided his time, and I think he's emerged as one of we. We have three front runners. I think we can all agree. It's Nick. Mm-hmm. It's Josh, and it's Chris.
2: I think so. Well, yeah. Marcus as well. She still likes that boring guy, Marcus.
4: Marcus and Brian will leave on the next episode. I'm predicting so it's Rose, down to my three.
2: Boring Rose Ceremony. I wasn't sure whether it was going to be Dylan the Downer. Dylan's out too. Or so, oh, so there's six, left. To go there's home. six guys left. I wasn't sure, but in the end, she sent J.J. Pantrepreneur home. Um, and, you know, thank God. He admitted he did not see this coming, and he got a little teary. Like the pussy is on the ride out of there.
4: Yeah, oh, yeah. I, I saw it coming. <laughs> yeah, so is is that it, Kate? Are we, is that the, the full recap?
2: Yeah, that's it.
4: Wow. Outstanding Ed. I know your beak has been wetted. You are down to watch next week's Bachelorette. And I know next week you're going to even up your Bachelor content
3: Is is there a way? Is there a way I can watch just a live feed? Just watch these people twenty four hours a day. Yeah,
4: that's what you need
3: to do. I know that's what you're crazy. Please
2: go. I'm just waiting for though with um. When pantspreneur gets drunk, that's pretty funny. Yeah,
3: you need. I'm just waiting for the guy who and the crime too. Marcus, whose whose favorite bands are Third Eye Blind, Coldplay, and Oh yeah, Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I'm waiting to see his heart shatter into pieces. That'll be next week for sure. He's out.
2: He's gonna be. He's
3: he's getting. Dylan, either Brian. I don't know how many she
4: cuts next week. She's down to six.
2: Oh yeah, boring Brian's still there.
4: Brian's out. Dylan's out. Dylan will go first. Then Brian. Then then Marcus.
2: Yeah. Yep. Yep.
4: Then Marcus. Okay. Well, Ed, I. I know you're you can't wait I can't wait so we'll do it again next week we'll talk bachelorette we'll talk how fucking old is this guy we'll talk sports we'll talk non-sports we'll do everything that we do every week you ready for that fuck yeah fuck yeah he is okay well for Ed Daly for fancy sauce I'm Brian Beckner this has been the baller lifestyle podcast from the baller lifestyle.com. We'll see you next week.
2: Goodbye. See you later.